<coughs> so. This is an interesting uh, topic. Interesting? How interesting is it? Well, it's all over the news, it's all over Twitter. Uh, social media is Enough going to... nuts about it, as they probably should be doing, uh, given the uh, gravity of the situation. In- enough to stop yeah. the coverage of uh, coronavirus. <laughs> I laugh, I laugh, but it's uh, a sorrowful laugh because of how ridiculously sad it is that all of a sudden the media is not talking about uh, the pandemic. But what can you do? That's them, right? They're going to cover whatever is gaining traction. It's pathetic, really. Uh, but there's nothing much we as um, consumers of the media can do, <laughs> I guess. And we could talk about this, actually. Uh, the media, if you think about it, like they've, they've kind of... It used to be that, you know, the media covers things that matters. Now right. it's the media covers things that they can make money off of. Exactly. They cover whatever strategy... Um, tragedy comes their way um but yeah uh, this is uh the the sudden flip from uh, one thing to another is not is not what we're going to be discussing uh, yeah on this, on this 40th episode by the way so uh but, happy 40th episode oh, to yes. us <laughs> so yeah it's the 40th episode and um uh so since uh, you're like the closest thing we have to our political uh Analyst, uh, why don't you just go ahead and, since it's like basically our job now, just go ahead and introduce uh, our listeners to what they are probably already aware of. Yeah, so actually just a disclaimer, um, I am pretty much a centrist, I have been for like the majority of my university career and my po- professional career up, up until now, and even, I, I kind of agree with a lot of uh, points from the both the right and the left, so kind of like in the middle. But point out, should point out. Sorry to interrupt. Should point out that he's not the kind of centrist who who supports Nazis. Who say, oh, we should probably give a Nazi not the Nazis a platform to speak. Uh, no, not that kind of centrist. <laughs> <laughs> but in, but but uh, uh, a, a guy who who can look at both sides and say, okay, I, I can see the points. That are being presented. Just to clarify that, because I know a lot of people, when you say when you say centrist, they automatically think like, "Oh, you you're part of the problem. You're just like, you're the bystander who watches and say, oh, uh, there are two sides to a story, and we should do nothing while, um, you know, uh, say when a white man murders a black man. No, he's not that kind of centrist. So sorry, I mean, just need to point that out. So continue. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, so um, as everybody knows, in this. Uh, state of whatever um, George Floyd was murdered uh, last weekend murdered yes correct use of the word murder actually Monday w- yeah it was Monday 25th right mm-hmm. so yeah he was uh, pretty much murdered in uh, true police brutality fashion I would yep. say And um, that has sort of had a trickle, or it's not trickled up, it's actually escalated into uh, mass protests and riots all over uh, Minneapolis, and in some cases all over the states, um, which you can argue is not necessary, Uh, but we're here to discuss the double standard of the like why or how this should not have happened in a sense and so from from what i understand just trying to break down the story for those who may not have uh, read the details um so the cops I'm not sure why they were called there, but the whole um, reasoning behind uh, George Floyd's um, arrest, I put arrest in quotations because he was murdered, um, 
was that he was supposedly, supposedly, and I'm not doing this to say, um, to justify um, his death. I'm just pointing out uh, what what we're um, what we've been given. Uh, so uh, he was supposedly uh, using, or uh, I should pull up the story here, but I'm trying to go by memory. He was supposedly using a fake twenty dollar bill to do something. I forgot, and the police came down, and of course, uh, events unfortunately played out the way they did and the officer the i don't know why he would do that well he's a racist no doubt about it he used an illegal um apprehension method on floyd by placing his knee on his neck and then of course as we know floyd couldn't breathe that was killing him and he said he couldn't breathe, and they didn't listen, and the other officers did nothing, and um, unfortunately, um, Mr. Floyd is now deceased. Um, so, and like you said, this has just sparked outrage, as it should, um, and people are now protesting peacefully and violently against uh, discrimination against uh, black people and... Uh, police brutality, and I think just uh, Trump's administration in general, because they are linking this to um, the sort of climate uh, Trump's presidency has uh, created in America. So yeah, we're gonna we need to discuss all this because it's, yeah. it's important, and we are we are people of color who have experienced uh, racism to a certain degree, even here in Canada. So sorry. Uh, no, go on. I, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, like, like you said, um, it actually starts from the top uh, with the whole, uh, you know, Trump's presidency. And, and this kind of trickles down from... This, this is probably the only thing that trickles down from the upper management or upper uh, government. The, the tone at the top. Like, you look at... Even in Canada, like, you look at how... Not saying... I mean... I'm probably one of the last people to praise Trudeau at this point, but compared to like <clears throat> Harper and 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 um, previous right wing, uh, sorry, xenophobic governments, because um, not all right wing governments were as xenophobic. Uh, there were actually some pretty good uh right wing governments uh Brian Mulroney is an, is one of them in Canada anyway but um yeah comparing like Trudeau to Trump i mean it's it's basically night and day if you think about it and 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 that trickles down to the uh basic, the population of Canada and how they see minorities and how they treat minorities in general if you think and even the it trickles down to the like how the border officers and the the police officers all interact with uh, minorities because they they kind of see the government as an example because uh, that uh, that's basically you know their their boss basically or their employer in a sense. Oh, yeah. just one second. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So. Um, the way the way I see it, there are two main issues that people need to be discussing, and that's uh, number one, uh, the most prominent uh, thing that we're seeing as a result of you know the outrage. Uh, number one, the um, the aspect of race, the aspect of racism, uh, and uh, Black Lives Matter, and all that, and of course the second part is just the nature of uh, police brutality and how uh, militarized uh, police in the states are. Uh, so I think we should touch on the racism part first because I, I feel like that needs to be addressed. And so uh, over the past few days, I've been trying to look into uh, statistics, um, trying to see... Uh, the numbers of people shot to death by police uh, um, when, when they sort of break that down into race. And it is it is interesting. 
to look it up. Now I found this website. Uh, I'm not sure where they get this number from. Actually, hold on. Let me give me a second. Mm. Statistica Research Department. Who is this? I have no idea. Uh, but they are like one of the only things I can find. I found this. So it's uh, so these people at statista.com. I don't know how accurate this is. Um, so the number of people shot to death by police in the United States from 2017 to 2020 by race. Um, so the number of people, a uh, number of I should say, uh, just to sort of break it down quickly. So the most uh, victims of police shootings um, in these three years I've actually been uh, white people. Uh, so I think in 2020, so far, it's 42. And throughout the year, um, throughout these three years, it's, it's actually uh, higher than any other race. And of course, um, black people do come in second, unfortunately. But, you know, people, they can look at this. Um, I think especially uh, those in fierce opposition to the protests, when you know, the the all lives matter uh, crowd. So they they look at this and then they say, "Oh, it's not it's not actually uh, black people who are who are sort of murdered by the police. It's actually white people." It's somewhat of a valid point, but I think what's more important is when you consider that black people are a minority, yet their numbers are quite high, right? Yeah. So when, when, you, when, you, compare, when you compare the number of uh, police uh, shootings um, that have uh, sort of happened to uh, the African-American uh, citizens of the United States compared to, like, say, Hispanic, it's actually a bit higher. So, and, well, of course, when you take into account that they're, like, what, uh, 13 or 15% of the total population of the U.S., that's an alarming number, right? Uh, so, just to give you some solid uh, numerals here. So, in, 20, in 2019, uh, last year, uh, 370 um, white people were shot by the police. Shot to death by the police, I should say. Uh, and the number of black people who were shot to death by the police in 2019 was 235. So 370 and 235. Right. <clears throat> and this is interesting, actually. This is a Canadian study. Uh, that was They used two time frames, basically, covering a study of uh, 100,000, over 100,000 people. Uh, like... A rate, rate of, the rate of uh, use of force against civilians by race and gender per 100,000 population. Uh, so, this is SIU investigation, so that's uh, basically any anything involving the police. So, uh, between 2000 and 2006 in Toronto, uh, it's interesting because there was approximately third... What is trying to see how I can read this graph. Thirty percent looks like. Looks like thirty percent. Where's the numbers exactly? Oh, yeah, I think it's basically no thirty per thirty um, incidents of use of force per hundred thousand people. While compared to um, white people and other minorities, like white people had white males anyway, uh, had five incidents in 2000-2006, and, uh, and that went up actually, so in, to, in 2013 to 2017, the number of incidents for white males uh, was seven or eight per 100,000 people, and black males were about around the same, like 33 so that's, Sorry, uh, can you cut off there for a second? Could you could oh. you repeat that? 
Oh yeah, yeah. So for the two time frames, 2000 and 2006, and 2013 to 2017, per 100,000 people, there were um, 30, 31 cases for black males, uh, investigations or use of force against civilians, 30 cases of that, and uh, 30, 34 cases for a black male incident. Uh, Use of force against black males in 2013 to 2017, and uh, compared to the white males in 2000 to 2006, it was about six incidents, and uh, 2013 to 2017, there are about seven incidents per hundred thousand people. And, and it's interesting because uh, that's like a six, I guess, I guess a six times or six times the amount for black people compared to... This is in Toronto, right? Yeah, this is Toronto, basically. That is interesting, because, I mean, when you put that into perspective, um, it kind of shows that Canada isn't as uh, safe (laughs) for, for, um, uh, for people of color. Um... As we as we think it is, but at the same time, it is important to consider uh, what use uh, that use of force um, was sort of put out for. I mean, it could it could have been you know um, unprovoked uh, police brutality, or it could have been a sort of genuine, yeah, uh, right, uh, a genuine force of uh, a genuine need of force um, that was required by the police officers to. Uh, to subdue, uh, yeah. say, uh, say a criminal. So it's 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 important to look into that too. Yeah, the article uh, mentions that they, um, there is like uh, circumstances involving police or civilians that resulted in. It's just basically, yeah. What what is the invention? What is the investigation based on? I believe it was Oh wait Oh so actually the SIU investigations basically are like investigations into uh, death or sexual assault by, by police yeah So it could be yeah it could be basically any any case it could be a valid reason or it could be just like valid reason but sort of going back to uh, the topic of the states because that's where um, uh, everything's hot right now so we know as far as we know um, George Floyd was an innocent man okay Uh, barring Barring the use of counterfeit money, that's that's not a crime that justifies the actions of uh, that officer. I forgot his name. Okay, putting your knee on someone's neck for doing something as small as that is utterly ridiculous. It should not, should not have been done in the first place. And of course, the question the question we're trying to answer here is, you know, why? Uh, you know, going back to the the topic of racism and you know why why did he do that right uh, I think a few days ago uh, um, some I read something where I think a club owner said that both George Floyd and an officer had worked in the same club at one point it it would be I mean it would be crazy if this whole thing turned out to be some sort of personal vendetta um, that you know that uh, the officers sought to solve uh, by you know um, by doing this, sort of stemming back from the days he worked with uh, George Floyd at that club. But as far as far as we can tell, it seems to be uh, more of a racial thing. Um, you know, judging by you know the pattern of what we see of how you know certain police officers react to people of color um, committing small crimes. I mean, the whole... I'm sure most people would remember the whole... Uh, what was his name? Uh, Eric Garner. 
thing back in was it 2015? Uh, 2014? Yeah, I think so. Where they like the police basically choked him out, you know, choked him to death, and he was saying the same thing: "I can't breathe." Right? Yeah. So, like, the question is, you know, why is that done? You know, why do you know uh, when I pull up these numbers again, and I, I, and I know um, that uh, the numbers are skewed. Well, not skewed. It's just a, it's uh, about I don't know, just over a hundred more um, for white people when compared to black people. You know, but but why why is this minority right? The specific minority. Why are their numbers so high? When you consider the fact that they're only like 15% of the total population, it shouldn't be like that, right? Of course, of course, the numbers, you know, for uh, the dominant, uh, the dominant, um, this, that sounds really racist, the dominant <laughs> race. <laughs> but no, like, uh, the, uh, the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, Primarily, the race like, that that predominantly makes up American yeah. society is is Caucasian, right? Yeah. Uh, of course, of course, their numbers are going to be high. They are the quote unquote native population of um, the United <laughs> States of America, and uh, <laughs> that's a good. And of course, <laughs> and of course, of course, uh, their um, their numbers, when compared to um, minorities. Um, regardless of what it is, I suppose, it's going to be slightly higher, you know, because they make up the significant portion of that population. But again, uh, you know, uh, African Americans are a minority. And, you know, these numbers shouldn't be as high as they are, right? Yeah. So, of course, that question uh, can be posed again. Why? Why is this happening? Is... Is there something inherently racist about American, yeah, the American police system? So, it's it's actually interesting. I don't like, and I don't know if there's a study about this either. Like, it makes the news because it happens so often, right? So, I, I wonder. Like actually, because it's 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 like gun violence in the states. It happens so often, and that's the reason why um, we we hear about it so often. And it's like it's interesting as to why that is. uh, I don't even know if there's there's a study been done um, as to why the numbers are as high as this. It it could be just you know. There is a bias against uh, the African American people, or maybe there's um, who knows? There could e- there could even be like this could be even be like a way to like control the minority population. I don't know because uh, honestly, yeah. In, in other, yeah, yeah. sorry, you just ahead. never know. Uh, yeah. No, no, I was I was just agreeing with you. Uh, go on. Because I know in, like, countries other than the United States, uh, like India, for example, to control the Muslim minority people, they actually, I think Modi was actually, the Prime Minister Modi, Narendra Modi, he was instrumental in, uh, I think before he became Prime Minister, he was instrumental in leading anti-Muslim riots and kind of... Uh, creating s- division among the uh, Hindus and the Muslims, so it could be the same thing with uh, the states here. But I, I don't know. That's that's a very <laughs> disingenuous claim to make without any evidence. I don't know if we can actually say that that's the one that's or that's happening because uh, uh, it's important. Uh, yeah. Sorry. It's important, like like we said about the Canadian numbers, it's important to take into context uh, why the police did what they did, right? Because it would, it would be extremely ignorant to say that, um, this is regardless of race, that, uh, you know, a victim of uh, 
police violence was 100% innocent because it, it does happen. Um, you know, you have incidents that occur where uh, the the victim was threatening. It happens. All right, people stupidly um, attack. Yeah, so uh, there is. It, it could be the same thing. Like it could be that there was just uh, a minority, or an, an incident where okay, people, this guy is like, oh, by impulse he's gonna do something stupid, and then that's why you know, and they actually look like they're threatened. Because I I don't know how many inc- there's one incident. I don't know if it was in Toronto or not. Like some. I don't think it was in Toronto. I think uh, somebody... Actually, it probably was in Toronto. People have called the cops on uh, African-American or uh, minority male or female individuals. Probably male. um, Because they feel unsafe or somebody has felt threatened by a member of a minority race. And... It's interesting to note that uh, how how many cases have been reported for uh, minorities, like police being called on minorities versus um, police being called on uh, for uh, white people in general. Hello. Hello. Wait. Oh, sorry about that technical. My mic cut out as usual. I don't know how um, it does this thing. Uh, but for anyone who can uh, uh, help us with that, my mic on Discord sometimes randomly stops working, so I have to uh, leave the call and rejoin the call. Uh, but yeah, uh, where did we stop? Uh, like how how many people are basically targeted targets of racial profiling? Um, by, you know, or if they, or they have been called, I mean, had the police called on them. Right, uh, and uh, I was saying, saying uh, before I cut out, uh, that actually happened to me in Ottawa uh, a couple of years back. Uh, I had the police call, <laughs> called the police, because I, I had thought, I think I, I, I talked about this on one episode of our podcast, I can't, uh, I don't remember which one, but I'm pretty sure I did. Uh, so basically, I I bought, uh, purchased an umbrella, uh, one of those katana umbrellas, you know, oh, with yeah. the, the <laughs> so it's shaped like a katana handle. So I, I bought one of those, and, and and it came with a pretty sweet covering. So I, I just left it in that in its uh, cover, and I had it like sort of slung over my shoulder. And someone someone had called a cop saying that there's someone with a gun in the mall. <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't think too much about it, to be honest, at the time when it happened. I'm like, whatever, yeah, it kind of looks like a, a weapon being concealed. So I'm like, whatever. Uh, I decided I didn't think too much on it until I saw something that kind of baffled me, right? And, and I told you this. I was waiting for the bus to... Uh, this is back in Toronto um, after we'd come back. Um... So I was, I was waiting for the bus to go to university, and this this white woman had the same umbrella. She did in the same way I had it, like in in that 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 case that you can sling over your shoulder, right? Yeah. She had the same one, and she walked onto a bus, and no one you know said a thing, no one called the police, right? Like no one sort of looked at her funny, and I'm like, wait a minute, I. I <laughs> that was me in Ottawa doing the same exact thing, and everyone was like looking at me weird. Like, I'm like, are you are you guys serious right now? And it's it's only when it happens to you that you, you kind of get a sense of it, right? That okay, this is this unfortunate part you know of our society where where you know we as minorities are are profiled, you know, based on events that happen overseas 
or even or even um, you know in our, on our own soil because we do have terrorist attacks that occur on Canadian and American soil. Uh, but it's like yeah. I'm not I'm not a terrorist, okay? Or in the case of an African American person, you know, I'm not a thug. I'm not a criminal. Why are you looking at me, or why do you feel the need? to infringe on my freedom right you know come in you know in the case of racial profiling or carding you know stop me on the side of the street and you know go on with whatever search you're gonna do because you know those those police officers officers that that stopped me in ottawa at uh, at bayshore mall uh, <laughs> they you know they took my id and everything and i was i was so confused right yeah. and it, it's you know, how do you justify that? Of course, I think uh, people who do uh, or who are proponents of that of system say that you know more crimes are carried out by um, by um, African Americans, or you know most terrorist attacks are carried out by you know Muslims who are brown, right? And they say you know we have a need for that. But it's but at the same time, if you look at gun violence in the states, like like all these mass shooting, right, that have occurred in the states over the past few years or in the past decade, they're carried out by whom? <laughs> by by white males, right? Yeah. So you know, if, if that's the case, you know, why aren't you doing the same to these people? You know, that you're doing to us. Right. It, is, it doesn't make any sense. So there is that element of racism. You know, as, as much as you want to deny it, it exists. It's there. I know. And, and it's a big problem, too. Because while it doesn't happen, you know, you know um, incidents like the, uh, you know, this, this one, you know, the George Floyd case, you know, they, they don't happen to this extreme, you know, in this extremity. Too often, right? Right, but you still have hundreds of other other racist incidents. You know, of you know black people being stopped by the police, or you know even us, you know brown people being stopped by the police, solely based on the color of their skin, right? Yeah, and you know just just recently too, um, wasn't there a woman, a white woman, who called the cops? on a black guy in the park because he's like just he was just walking there or 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 feeding the pigeons i think this is in new york or something yeah i mean it's it happens right and it's so hard to explain uh especially when you're talking to kids and then it's kind of heartbreaking i've seen so many um art pieces and uh self-reflections on this it's like I know this this might be a bit of a digression, but it's you know how do you explain that to your children that you know because you are a different skin color than them they're gonna you know they're gonna look at you in a way that you know they'll label you as a thug or or or, or a terrorist right and and this is an honest question to to people uh, to people on the other side. Right to the to the Caucasian people who are looking at you know these protests and saying you know what's the problem right it happens to everyone while that may be true while you know while that is true it does happen to everyone police brutality you know why are the numbers for minorities so high compared to you know when you're comparing it to the actual percentage of you know their population. Why is it so high? It shouldn't be this high. <laughs> that's you know that's what I'm trying to get at. Uh, this is interesting, actually. If I've just found something from October 12, twenty eighteen. Uh, it looks look like um, it says in this article from PrisonPolicy.org, less than half of Black and Hispanic residents stopped on the street by police thought the stop was legitimate while two-thirds of white residents did. And 60% of black residents who experienced the threat or use of force perceived the force as excessive compared to 43% of white residents who experienced force. 
have police f- uh, basically force. So it's interesting, actually. Yeah. So basically, less than half of black or Hispanic people, residents uh, who were stopped by police, thought that uh, they did something wrong and thought that they was needed, which which actually it, it, it's it's it, it actually a- exemplifies um, basically the fo- the feeling that every that. Uh, or the the point that you're making, basically, that um, this use of excessive force by police and this this whole uh, issue of police brutality is not needed in society. It's it's actually begs the question again: Why does it happen? It's probably just it's it's probably just due to blatant or systemic racism in the embedded in the system and embedded in our thought process because it happens here it happens all over the world actually if you think about it it does for sure i mean while uh while uh police brutality i think is more prevalent in the states oh yeah <laughs> not, not that we're trying to um uh vindicate our own country here. I mean, racism is still prevalent in Canada. Yeah, but yeah. But, but to but to any American out there, let's let's not uh, kid ourselves. You guys have you guys have a problem when it comes to police brutality. <laughs> um, I, I I'm sure if you pulled up uh, statistics in uh, third world countries, uh, I'm sure you can uh, find similar uh, similar numbers. But the problem is. America is the most powerful country in the world. That's it, right? I mean, it's it's the dominant superpower, and it, when you when you build a nation based on you know the American dream and this uh, this cosmopolitan land where anyone can come in and be successful, you know these incidents like the this uh, the George Floyd uh, murder, it kind of shoots that down. Because, I mean, your your military, uh, uh, well, yeah, I was gonna say police, but yeah, your military and your police force, I should say, are are rather <laughs> bloodthirsty. I mean, to put it bluntly, when you have, you know, when you have um, this this organization that should be protecting the people, that should be making people, you know, feel safe, you know, when they're out there. Uh, putting their knees on in the necks of unarmed people, or hurling tear gas and rubber bullets at, at journalists. You know what does it say about your country? What does it say about uh, the the system that's in place there? I mean, let's I mean let's not pretend that this wasn't happening during Obama's presidency. All right, because even during Obama's presidency. This was going. It was still going on, right? <laughs> and nothing was being done to solve it, right? So it's. I mean, yeah, Obama did address the public more eloquently than than Trump did, yeah. right? But at the end of the day, he didn't do anything, right? I mean, Eric Garner died during Obama's presidency. Yeah. Um, I think. Uh, what was his name? Oh, was it Philando Castile? Yeah, I think so. He he also died during Obama's presidency, and so many others um, were, if not you know, they weren't killed. But it, uh, you know, these incidents of you know racial profiling and carding, it still happened. Obama did nothing. Yeah. Let's be honest. <laughs> Obama didn't do anything, and these you know these are people of his own race. Okay, maybe. Maybe there was, I, I, and we don't know, there was a sort of general uh, decrease in it, but it was still going on. And it's, it's still going on now. And I think it's only becoming highlighted, um, you know, in the reign of Mr. Trump, because, you know, Trump is not exactly the greatest person on the face of the planet. And, you know, everyone hates him, and uh, he's kind of a racist. Which is why you know we're 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 looking at it now and seeing um, these problems sort of being you know exacerbated you know by by the fact that we have 
um, a quote-unquote racist guy in the Oval Office. So I, I don't know what the problem is. It, it's just so it's so deeply embedded in American society. I mean, 60 years ago, these things were happening. You know, 70 years ago, these things were happening. Now, nothing has really changed. And now, when you when you sort of examine that and you ask the question, why? You know, why is this still happening? Why is it happening? It becomes more and more clear that there is, and while I'm not, you know, for people who have listened to this podcast um, continuously, they know that we're not the people, the kind of people to cry racism every single uh, time something bad happens to someone, I know, of color. But, you know, when you look at all these facts being presented to us now, it's hard not to, not to label the American system, uh, policing system, or you know, even even you know the system as a whole as inherently, um, or not inherently, or it's it's just been it's pervaded uh, by um, racist elements. You know, racist people like the officer who killed uh, George Floyd. And you know, how do you how do you solve that? Like, do you, uh, I know I know I'm going on here again uh, without letting you talk, but <laughs> just just to sort of put, put put another question out there, like. How do you how do you solve that? You know, how do you um, how do you reorganize the police force so that it's it's not the the way it is, you know, in its current state in the United States or or wherever uh, these kind of things happen. Yeah, and again, like you said, it it's it's going on. It's been going on for years, and it's still going on. And this article from 2018, it's uh, it actually has a pretty interest, another interesting point, that uh, white residents were more likely than black, Hispanic, or other races to initiate contact with the police. For example, to report a crime or non or non crime emergency, or to seek help for another reason. So, 46 percent of white residents who had contact with the police initiated the contact, compared to less than 37 percent of black residents. And and it, it actually again is actually so or unsurprising that uh, nothing has changed really in America if you think about it. And uh, it goes on to say that one million U.S. residents age sixteen or older experienced the threat or use of force by police in twenty fifteen, and uh, they were disproportionately black and Hispa- Hispanic, basically, and. Um, in, in New York City, black residents were eight times more likely to be stopped by police than white residents, and eleven times more likely to be frisked. Uh, yeah, and New York City also as well. But they reported the use of force in twenty-three percent of stops of black and Latino residents, but only sixteen percent of stops for white residents. Which again, it's very disproportionate if it. Uh, uh, compared to the you know the amount of uh, stops taken like uh, by uh, police in the United States, and, and it, again it's it's proof that nothing really has changed in uh, America, and you think that over time you'd evolve, but I think what we learn from history if is um, if we can't basically understand our history or learn from it we are doomed to report repeat the same thing over and over again and i think that's pretty much what's happening in the states today it's important to say that uh compared to to 60 years ago or even 70 years ago or however long ago uh you know during that time where these it is a lot better right society has sort of um gone on uh, in i would say uh, you know in um specifically in um you know the cosmopolitan nations like uh the u.s and uh, canada um society has has progressed um racism isn't as prevalent you know uh, well not prevalent i would say it isn't as out in the open as it were as you know as it was um you know, 60 years ago, right? 
back then, guys like uh, Martin Luther King Jr. and Malcolm X were, you know, they had to protest, you know, mass protest against a system that was actively putting them down, right? I mean, if you... Uh, if you look out, look at these uh, these protests happening right now. There are, I mean, there's a lot of solidarity with the African American community. All right, it would be, it would also be very um, ignorant to say that there isn't. Right, they they aren't, and thank goodness that they aren't. You know, they aren't, they aren't standing by themselves. Right, if you look at the protests, there are lots of white people uh, taking part. You know, there are you know brown people like us. So everyone, you know is coming together and i guess that's you know that's the silver lining of this is that you're seeing you're seeing um people you know showing empathy to, towards each other and it, it's it's a good thing you know we, we're often we get we often get lost in the negativity um and we we don't we don't see uh these these positive uh, little uh, sparks of light um but yeah, you know, there is that. You know, people are coming and marching in solidarity um, and uh, with the African American community. I mean, there are a lot of there are a lot of white people on social media, um, Caucasian uh, celebrities, Caucasian uh, prominent figures, uh, prominent Caucasian figures in society who are coming out and condemning this, um, the act of a murder that uh, took place. So it, there, there is a good thing. Uh, there is a good thing to come out of all this and. Who knows? Maybe, maybe now things will change because of you know the great pushback that people have finally given uh, to the police, um, the uh, police system, or um, I guess the institution as a whole in the United States. So maybe we'll see change come out of this. You don't know. Yeah, and it's actually interesting. Um, something that really stuck out for me—an act of. Um pretty much good has come out of this I, I don't believe if you saw it, that bar that was burned down in the riots in Minneapolis basically people have come together on a GoFundMe and basically raised money to rebuild uh, that bar which is a pretty nice gesture it's kind of brought up the good in uh, humanity in that respect yep. people yeah, have I mean, and even, and even <laughs> sorry <laughs> go on go on <laughs> And actually, even even Trump has come out and said some things that you know the the death of George Floyd was unacceptable and uh, it's tragic and sh- and there should be there has to be something done to stop police brutality. It's uh, again though it's a question of whether <laughs> he actually acts on those words rather exactly. than <laughs> exactly I mean, I mean let, let's be kind of fair here uh, to mr yeah. trump i mean obama didn't do anything yeah, <laughs> yeah. Being completely honest obama didn't do anything and those were his own the people of his own race okay yeah um so and he did, I, don't know. I don't know if he said anything he, i don't know if he acknowledged it either so he, I mean, he did. He did. Uh, come, he did come out and say, uh, you know, when he was president, that you know, this is. Uh, I forgot what his exact words were, but it was like, you know, this is a problem in our society that you know needs to be fixed. Um, but he didn't do anything. <laughs> he yeah. just said that, right? He just did exactly what Trump did. You know, he came out and said, you know, that's tragic. It needs to be fixed. Yeah, and, exactly. And I get, and uh, just a bit of minor digression here, and I want to put this out for everyone. Can people stop looking at Obama with rose-tinted glasses? Okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> sure, he may have been a, a tame, a relatively tame guy compared to Trump, but he has done a lot of questionable things. I mean, he was all smoking, you know, mirrors and you know, smiles for the camera while his drones were flying around murdering innocent people. Okay, you know, this these were things sanctioned by him you know his the military while it did it did uh um you know go lats on its on its uh, offensives around the world but his how many drone strikes uh, you know happened during obama's presidency oh, yeah ones that he ones that he sanctioned by the way he he knew about this it was going on and i think the big one was where was where um uh you know- it's and Af- a wedding in, in Afghanistan that was hit yeah. by a, a missile, and that was during Obama's presidency. And it, like, 
I mean, come on. The guy, the guy has blood on his hands too. Uh, but yeah, let's 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 not go into critiquing Obama. I just need to put that out there for people. No, actually, uh, as a minor dra- digression, uh, with politics again, we can see that nothing has changed. Like, uh, if you see how the war in Afghanistan has still continued to this day, and uh, and I think it's just now wrapping up. Basically, um, you can see in. Uh, even in Yemen, when uh, Obama ordered the strike to uh, uh, ordered one strike that actually happened to kill Anwar al-Awlaki's uh, son, and then when Trump was president, he did the same thing, and then that happened to kill his daughter, Anwar al-Awlaki's daughter. Yeah. How come I never read of it? When was this? That was maybe. So no, I think the Obama. What was? Uh, was really, I remember. Gonna, I remember reading it somewhere. It was. It was let's not. Yeah. Let's not get into it that much. But <laughs> it's a, just a minor digression that shows how, like, in politics, nothing really uh, has. Nothing really changes with uh, yeah. governments. <laughs> yeah. Nothing has changed. Um, yeah. uh, well, what time are we at exactly before we uh, somersault into something else? Uh, 50 minutes, 51 minutes. Oh, oh God. <laughs> uh, okay, so we should probably wrap this up. Um, I, I, we didn't get a chance to touch on... Um, I, I, I wanted to talk about how militarized uh, the police are in the States, but I guess we can spare, like, one or two minutes to mention a few things. Yeah, you can. Um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to say, like like we previously mentioned... Uh, things are not all um, rainbows and sunshine in other parts of the world. Um, you know, especially here in Canada, we have our problems. But man, our police force compared to the U.S. You know, in, in multiple states, our police look like angels. <laughs> okay, they they have committed their fair share of you know heinous acts, and they still continue to do that. Especially against uh, Native Americans, but it's like apples and oranges. Yeah, um, exactly. the, the state, the you know, in the states, the police force is essentially another wing of the military. I mean, look at their equipment; those guys are armed to the teeth. I mean, they have um, assault rifles and, and armored cars and explosives and everything. It, it's it's crazy. I'm like. And people have brought this up multiple times. Like, if you spent that money on, you know, hospitals and doctors, like, then then our, you know, then the healthcare system wouldn't be facing, you know, a, a shortage of of beds or a shortage of masks or a shortage of ventilators. But but you know, they continue on spending so much money on, you know, the police. You know, giving them new toys to play with. I mean, this and this is why people are so afraid of them, right? You know, rather than be you know, you know, feeling safe, because they're they're essentially a bunch of mercenaries, you know, with weapons prowling the streets, uh, looking for people to bully, right? Essentially, yeah. And actually, if you compare it to, I was just remembering the G twenty protests. Do you do you remember that officer bubbles? The guy who just—he basically just scolded this lady for uh, blowing bubbles. Yes. And they peacefully <laughs> arrested her. Yes. <laughs> if this—if that was an American cop, <laughs> things probably would have gone over far worse. <laughs> you blow that bubble, your my knee's going on your neck. <laughs> I mean, we laugh. We laugh. It's. <laughs> It's, it's grim laughter, right? No, no. It, it's, <laughs> I don't. I don't understand the need for all this. This. Oh my god! This. This. Ah. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It was on the tip of my tongue, and now it's gone. All. All this. Oh wait. Uh, this, the, <laughs> overt use of force. Not just overt use of force, but you know, overt spending, right? Um, on 
not just the police, but the military. And I know, and I know I've, I've talked about this before, um, where, you know, that, that commercial, you know, demonstrating how much the Americans spend on, on military compared to other things. It's insane. And, you know, if that, if that money were put elsewhere, you could solve so many problems, right? I mean, I, we, we, we tried to answer, you know, um, how you could solve this. I mean, you could, you know, reinvent, uh, you know, police academies, um, you know, institute some sort of uh, program, you know, to, to, um, uh, my, my words are slipping away from me right now. I don't know what's going on, but introduce some, some kind of program to, um, to teach, you know, uh, recruits, teach cadets how to deal with situations in a manner, police are meant to deal with situations, right? I'm not. I'm not saying that that uh, you know teaching them to to kill, um, to you know to to shoot a gun or to you know take down someone with with a force isn't necessary because it is necessary in in certain occasions. But the way it's being employed in the U.S. right now, or in even in Canada, where um, where these these things do occur right it's it's so unnecessary right when I mean, when you have an innocent person just pro- you know in, in George Floyd's case you know yeah. doing something small as using trying to use a counterfeit bill why are you putting your knee on his head why are you you know drawing a gun why are you bludgeoning the guy with batons and you know this this is not uh, specific to to george floyd's case but i'm just you know talking about it in general you know why are you doing all these things when you don't need to i mean all you have to do i mean you just like i mean whenever officers arrive at a scene they're typically what two of them partners uh, maybe three four you have enough people to to, to you know peacefully take one guy away right there's no need to throw him to the ground and you know shove your knee on his neck it's it's just so ludicrous stop why are you so violent <laughs> and it's interesting this is just a US problem to be honest like I think I know why this why that's the case I think it will all boils down boils down to their the whole issue of their second amendment which is another issue for another day but uh, it, it's if you look at police forces all over the world, apart from maybe war-torn countries, but uh, that's a that's a whole different case altogether. But if police forces all over the world are trained in a manner to deal with civilians in a dignified manner, not like you know, you don't treat somebody who just who, who you know stole a pack of gum, you know, as a as a murder. Exactly. Exactly. It's just so—it's unjustified. Yeah. It's—I mean, it's—it's a crime in itself. I mean, George Floyd was murdered, as we—we've said multiple times. He was murdered by this this police officer who, who for some reason, thought it was necessary to use so much force against him. The guy wasn't even resisting arrest. It's—it's crazy. I don't know. I mean. Money, you know, going back to to uh, the topic of of, of uh, the militarization of, of the U.S. police force. Money needs to be, uh, you know, if you're gonna put direct money, that much cash, uh, into um, the law enforcement institution, it needs to be um, put towards the proper the proper programs. You know, like I said, you know, you need to. Need to train recruits in in a manner to you know to so they deal with their own their own civilians in a very you know dignified way. Um, you know they don't need. <laughs> okay, maybe certain branches of the police need um assault rifles and gear like you know SWAT and uh, SWAT uh, SWAT teams in the U.S. and uh, the ETF here in Canada. Yeah, we they need um, a, a degree higher. Um, of um, you know lethal equipment you know to take down you know domestic terrorists and, and then whatnot, but you know the you know the street officers don't need all that. 
Yeah. I mean, Neil, they don't need so many weapons, right? I mean, all you need to to subdue someone is what? A 9mm pistol, a taser, and a baton. Maybe yeah. some pepper spray. That's it. You know, Attention. Why? Why do they? Why do they get shotguns and assault rifles? You know these these street level cops. You know, reserve those for you know the branches that need them. You know, like again, SWAT, ETF, who who are called in to deal with the uh, you know shooters and and terrorists uh, seeking to you know to cause havoc on on um, on domestic soil. They they don't need to be in the hands of uh, these ordinary cops. Yeah, all you need is a Glock. <laughs> really? It's a Glock. <laughs> what time are we at, by the way? I know we went on there for a bit. Oh, we, we're at an hour. Okay, <laughs> we need to wrap it up here. So, um, so just just to sort of bring everything together and you know summarize this. Um, again, we are not guys to who just like. Uh, you know, flout racism, racism, and all that's racist, that's racist. We're not the kind of people to do that. No, no. But what we're seeing, you know, you know, with um, police brutality and police action towards African Americans and other minorities, there's there's something going on. You know, at you know internally, there's there are certain officers. Uh, unfortunately, uh, quite a bit of them, it seems, who are who hold these very racist attitudes, right? And and I will say this, and I hope people understand this. Um, please, not every police officer is a is a maniac. Okay, um, not all cops are pigs, even in the states. You know, there are people who, a lot of people, I should say, uh, who go into the force um, believing that, you know, they're, tr- they're trying to do something better. You know, they want to they wanna protect their communities. And, you know, these are, you know, white cops, black cops, uh, Latino cops. But, you know, unfortunately, again, like I said, there, are, there, there is a, a dangerously high number of them who also go into the force for god knows what reason uh, to to bully and to you know to take advantage of of the badge and and sort of propagate these these um horrible values these racist values onto the population and so it's there racism exists it's there and there needs to be something done about it yeah <clears throat> and again like the United States is a prime example, and they should pretty much <clears throat> keep their police force in line with the rest of the world, basically, and 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 forget this, you know, basically train their cops to deal with, you know, minor crimes better. <laughs> Put the spend yeah. the money; they're already spending the money. They might as well train them properly. Oh, and I forgot. Uh, this is very important too. Um. To the protesters who are protesting uh, peacefully, uh, good on you. That's the way it should be done. Um, and to the morons burning and looting and you know stealing from not just big chain uh, markets, uh, but also small businesses who have suffered greatly. Uh, can you guys stop, please? Like, don't do that. You're just giving everyone a bad name, okay? And it's interesting, like... I saw on Reddit actually on on the on the Islam subreddit, uh, a Muslim phone store was robbed, and then when they found out that it was a Muslim shop owner, they're like, "Oh, uh, sorry, uh, we shouldn't be doing this." Like oh, no, it no, makes no, it just, any better? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, and it, he was just he wasn't just Muslim. Uh, I think he was also uh, an African brother, uh, an yeah. African Muslim brother. And if you from what I remember of that video, you can actually hear them saying, "Oh, we should go, we should go looting white people's stores." Like, like what? What is? What do those white small business owners have to do with with uh, the officer who killed George Floyd? It's just the the logic behind some of these um, these uh, violent protesters is is baffling, just as baffling as um, <laughs> police brutality. Police brutality. <laughs> 
<laughs> and uh, I would also like to point out uh, to all those um, people on Twitter who are so blind uh, to the facts. No, it is not all um, white protesters um, instigating this, trying to trying to um, make it look bad on the black protesters. There are also black protesters going around looting stores, smashing windows. The evidence is there. Please stop being ignorant and trying to turn this into a, you know a racial divide. But what exactly what you're trying not you know trying to protest against you're in fact doing by saying oh you know it's it's not it's not uh black protesters it, it's you know it's these uh, crazy white supremacists who are who are coming in and and sabotaging it no the evidence is there right you know there are there are african-american people and other minorities uh, going around smashing windows stealing stuff looting it it's you know they're doing it too okay let's not let's not be ignorant let's acknowledge you know that this is happening okay I mean, uh, that's that's all i want to say um and, I must and say, we should probably wrap up now because we are well over one hour. Yeah, uh, just one last thing. Toronto protesters, like they were protesting peacefully and not uh, giving in to the uh, uh, the violence and the riots in the states. Because uh, I think that something happened last week as well, Toronto. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot I the name. It was. It was actually drowned out over the, because of Gerald Schwartz, but uh, rest in peace to that lady who was uh, I forgot her name oh Paquette Paquette that's what her name was she was Native American wasn't she I who believe is? she was half Native half um, black ah I see so so, yeah. so kind of Métis I guess pretty much yeah interesting so, yeah. people were actually protesting because of that and uh, that's great that they were Doing it peacefully rather than mm-hmm. rioting in the states. <laughs> anyway, and all, think, oh wait, well, one, one oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. thing. <laughs> um, I know, I know, we've discussed this, but stealing is stealing, regardless of whom you steal from. Okay, it does not matter if you are stealing from Walmart, who fired you and did all these bad things to their workers. Okay, two rights do not. Sorry, uh, two, wrongs. two wrongs not make a right. Uh, do, not, do not make a right, okay? So do not steal from anyone, okay? Please. And don't try and justify it with these mental gymnastics like, oh, these, these big corporations, they do this, they do that, and they mistreat us. Like, stop stooping to their level, man, okay? <laughs> if you want to be the better person, uh, don't do that, Okay. You know, there's a reason why Saudi Arabia still has the penalty for stealing, <laughs> chopping your hand off. <laughs> people will say people will say that's barbaric, but I'm pretty sure it works as a pretty good deterrent to stop people from stealing. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> it actually works pretty well. Which, by the way, is is the purpose of most Islamic punishments is to act as a deterrent to stop people from committing crimes, yeah. which is why they're which is why they're so harsh. Uh, but yeah, let's let's uh, fully wrap up here. Uh, thank you for listening, and I know this is this is a very touchy topic, and um, we do appreciate a good debate. So if you disagree with us on on, on any um, point we made, uh, please do let us know. Uh, please leave a comment on. Um, Podbean or Apple Podcasts or wherever you hear this. Um, And uh, yeah, thank you for listening and we will uh, talk to you or see you guys or put out our recording next Sunday. For the 41st podcast, hopefully. And we'll see you then. Thank you.